0: Well, I'm excited to be able to share. It's been a, I don't know how long, I can't remember the last time I got to share here. Um, but I always enjoy it, not really, but um, I'm just gonna say that. But it's its exciting to be able to share my heart today. And, it, and if, if I can give a preface to this message, it's something that at my age, I'm coming into my 60s now and, and looking at my life now and going, I think, not that I've, I know everything, but I'm finally learning some things. I'm finally seeing some things that are in my life that for my journey, I need to be on and, and paying attention to so that I remain on purpose for what God's called me to do, you know, because you can just go on in life and from one thing to the next and, and, and miss the moments, right? The moments in life and celebrate those moments where you have an amazing story and testimony that God's doing things in your life, and, and I think sometimes we just rush on, you know, we're on to the very next best thing, and we can't wait until until this happens or that happens. And I, I, I chose a title for this message it's called Life is a Highway, and it's a Tom Cochran song. It's not Rascal Flatts, although all you Cars fans would say, I love that song on Rascal Flatts. It's Tom Cochran. And that, that'll date me because that's when it was back with, before Red Rider, I think. He was in Red Rider. But Tom Cochran had, the right, had it right when he wrote Life is a Highway. He wrote it after he went on a trip to West Africa with World Vision. World Vision is a famine relief organization. And when he went on this trip, there's such a heavy presence there. That that something switched in them. And I know when you put yourself in situations that are going to challenge you in life, something can change in your life. You know, you don't have to remain in the same situation over and over and over again. But he wrote this song and, and it's called Life is a Highway. And i want to throw one of the lyrics up on the screen because it's it's kinda it's kind of true. It says life is a road is like a road that you travel on when there's one day here and the next day gone. You know, that's one thing when we go through life. To embrace the moment, we we need to look deep into the moment. And there's a lot more happening, even in this moment here today. Maybe some of you are here today for the very first time in a church. And you're going to be feeling things in your heart and sensing, man, there's something different about this place. There's something different about what I'm experiencing today. And each one of us have had that experience. When we start exploring who God is and who Jesus is, he'll never leave us without an answer or at least speaking to us in one way. So I'm trusting that you're going to get something out of this today. And, and again, I was saying that, that it's in, in my life now, like coming into my 60s, I'm like, before I was just like in, you know, so much in the moment that I didn't think about my future too much. You know, I just enjoyed where I was at, and, and that's not something we can live, but that one way we can live, but it's not the most fruitful way we can live. There's five rules, or five tips I can give you guys that I want to, I want to touch on on your life journey, on this highway of our lives. And and you might be in the early stages. Maybe you're a young person here today, 12, 13, maybe 16 years old. Maybe you're unmarried and looking forward to being married. Maybe you're just married and looking forward to kids. Or maybe you're like Cindy and I were, had all our kids and then we're looking forward to being empty nesters and then became grandparents. And then we became parents of adult children. That's another stage that we sometimes forget about. Our kids are always our kids, and it's not something we can leave behind, but there's, a, there's something we can learn through all those stages, and I value so much the people 70-plus, 80-plus, Dr. Earl serving, continuing to just to do what God's called him in his life. That God's never done with you is what I'm saying. No matter what age you're at, he's got more for you ahead. But the one thing is we only get one chance at this, too. We get one chance at this life, just like Tom Cochran said, and then it's gone. So what can we do to make sure we make the most out of it, the most out of it? And sometimes we, we, I think we need to give ourselves permission to make choices for ourselves because sometimes we listen to the circumstances around it because we don't have enough confidence to believe that maybe God's speaking to us about our purpose. You know, maybe we always look for affirmation from others. There's something not quite right about that. Because it says there's this little bit of insecurity in you. Let's just get into these rules so I can get you guys out to our patio party at the end. Rule number one, don't go alone. Don't go alone. Ecclesiastes 4.10 says, if either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who has no one to pick them up. Now, does that mean you have to be married? Absolutely not but you should have a continual relationship with a group of people that you can share your heart with. And that's why we do house parties. That's why we do connect groups so that nobody is left alone. And loneliness and isolation is the worst place for anybody to be. And if that's you today, we would endeavor to connect you with someone that would care and come alongside you because don't go through this thing alone. And and don't just stop that talking in your head that says this is what I deserve because you don't. You don't. You deserve company. You deserve companionship. And if you're single today, I would just say, don't settle. Because sometimes when you go through things in life, when we're going along, we can gravi- gravitate to acceptance. This must just be it. We don't put the extra effort in. We think, okay, this I, I must be this is what I've just been destined to receive, and I'm hoping I'm speaking to somebody today. Because don't gravitate to acceptance. Because we all want to feel accepted. We all want to feel like we're part of something. And sometimes we slip back on what we could get just to get that acceptance. And that's not what we do. So what are you cultivating in your personal life for growth? Culture. We talk about culture in parallel church lots. How do we, how we do things? How are you doing things in your life? How are you cultivating your life that you're going to continue to grow from your situation, so that you don't just accept that you actually excel in your life. And you look to the next step and going, yes, this is good, God's got this for me. And this isn't a prosperity message. This is a blessing message, because when you begin to follow God, I believe it's much better going through this journey with Jesus than without. You can do it, a lot of people do. Yeah, there you go, thank you. (laughs) It may not be a perfect journey, but it's much better than without him. Young people today, who you do life with will have an impact to where you'll be in the future. The, the people you're hanging around, and this is not mean you be ignorant to them, but the people you're hanging around, look and go, are they inspiring me to be more of myself or more of a future? Or am I selling myself short because I just want friends and I see them on social media and they're all looking so cool and doing all these amazing things. But if they don't have the same values of you, They'll pull you down. They'll pull you into a situation because of that acceptance that you'll think that's all God has for you. So something that everything that looks amazing on the outside just might not. Look at the values that are associated with those individuals. And again, I'm not saying you can't come alongside them, but be careful of how close you get. Be careful of how much you let them in. So use caution of when you know where you want to go because who you take in that journey is going to help you with that at that destination. Proverbs 13 20, this is a great, great proverb. It says, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffer harm. That seems so simple. Walk with the wise and become wise, but a companion of fools suffer harm. Now, what is harm? Harm is anything that's holding you back from what God's called you to do. And what's a fool? Fools are careless people. They couldn't care less. And, and if, if you feel kind of careless and carefree, maybe look into your life like I said earlier and look at what value you deserve. Don't settle. Don't feel this is all I'm going to get. This is all I should be. Careless people don't care about themselves and they look at areas in their lives and they continue to walk in it because they don't think they deserve anything better. So be careful of people who are careless with their lives in all areas. And we usually use the five Fs, faith, family, fun, finance, fitness. If you're careless with your faith, where do you think that's gonna be in the future? And I'm not saying you have to be in church every Sunday or do all these works and stuff, but if you're careless with that area of your life, it's not gonna be healthy. Your family, if you're careless with your family not honoring your parents or not honoring your children or your grandparents, then where are you going to be in your life? Your finances. You're careless with your finances. That's, that's a symptom of medicating in your life, right? Because you think, well, if I can just buy this, that's where my value is associated with. Those are lies. Because you're good just the way you are. You don't need a whole bunch of things in your life. Fun. Careless with your fun. Be careful. Fun can be... I won't go there today. But some people say, oh, I'm having a whole lot of fun, and where I'm going, I'm going to be the king of fun there. And it's like, that is a lie. Because that fun might be good for that season, but you're gonna pay. You're gonna pay one day, either with relationships and often with those that are closest to you. Fitness, careless with your health. Are you taking care of yourself? Are you eating? This one, as a chaplain for the fire department, we get amazing training about trauma, and they always start eat, sleep, get some rest. Take care of yourselves. What do we say when someone goes through a terrible tragedy? Are you eating? It's like, well, of course, but sometimes people don't because they go through things. But it's so simple, but be careful with your health. And I am saying, again, I'm coming into my 60s, <laughs> not giving it away. Not like, I'm going to the gym. You can tell that, <laughs> that I go, obviously. And like, no, I don't. But I've got a piece of fitness equipment in my basement. Hey, Cindy, and we're going to use it one day. <laughs> not going to see it at my garage. <laughs> but are you careless with your fitness and your health? Because sometimes maybe you don't feel you deserve better. Walk with the wise and become wise. Man, I, I, I love connecting with people that inspire me. I have a, one friend that's got the most amazing garage. Like you could eat off. It's like a, you could do surgery in there. And I'm like, oh man, not that my garage looks like that. But they inspire me to, to, to be better for myself. Because they're careful with those things. So look for people who are careful with areas of their life. There's probably a lot of security in them. Does that make sense? Your discipline in this season will have an impact on your next season. Don't think that there's no cause and effect. There is. Your discipline today, you go from here today and you've had all kinds of things. And I, I'm preaching to myself today. I've said things, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But I'm my discipline, do, do you lack discipline in an area of your life? Write the word down discipline. And go, okay, what areas are I, am I undisciplined? Do I know it? Pick one of them and become more disciplined. And I'll guarantee it's going to impact your next season of life right? Finances. Finances, man, that's one thing we've been working on. And I'm, I mean, now I'm 60. It's like, well, okay, I should have started about maybe 17, 16. And I remember hearing stuff. I did some things then. But if you're young, look at your finances now. So put away. Give generously. You know, give, save, live. (laughs) Give, save, live on the rest. In that priority, that's a priority right off the bat in your life with your finances. Be disciplined in that area. We can all, I I know there's so many people can be disciplined in that. Rule number two, I want to get you guys out of here eventually today. Don't pick up strangers. Uh, He's like, Pastor Ralph, we're supposed to help everyone. What about the Samaritan and what about this? What's a stranger? Person next to you maybe. (laughs) You don't just allow that person into every area of your life right? It's okay to be friendly, but sometimes, again, that acceptance comes in there that we settle and think, well, if this person likes me, that must be something there. And I'm not saying you don't build trust, but be careful. Be careful. Who's a stranger? Someone who's strange. Be careful who you allow into your inner circle. If they're good people, they're going to challenge you, and you're going to grow, and you're going to get ideas. If they're bad people, they're going to pull you down. There's often said that you're, you're the sum of the five people you hang out with, and that's what I'm getting at. You've got to give yourself permission to choose good people because you deserve it, and I think that's a lie that sometimes, again, we believe. No, nope, I'm just not that good. I'm not that special. Well, then become special. Become good. Become more disciplined in those areas of your life. When you have a vision for your life, it's valuable. Believe it and treat it that way. Don't let anybody take it from you. And I'm not saying don't be friendly You're kind, right? We're, I, I'm trusting that you're brand new here today. Oh, I'm a stranger. I'm the first one here. Matt, we love you. We want to open this, the doors to this facility that, that you can come and experience who God is and come along parallel. That's what we don't want to be pressuring you At whatever distance you want to stay from us. Whatever you don't want to do, sometimes we'll say in the offering, you know, don't feel any obligation. Participate in the worship and the singing however you feel comfortable because if you think that that's going to, I can't be like that guy. That's today. I remember coming in here about 35 years ago. That was This building wasn't even built. I'm going, I, I can never be like these guys. I can't sing like that. I, I don't know. I don't get it. But there's something that God was speaking to my life, speaking into my heart that was giving me a direction for my future and the hope that I hadn't found in him. So I'm not saying don't be kind. Man, we want to be kind. Kindness is a fruit of the spirit. If you're spiritual and you're growing in God, you've probably got so much kindness. And I love this Stanley Stanley quote. It says, uh, kindness is loaning somebody your strength. That's cool, because w- when you're kind enough to, when you're good enough or healthy enough to be kind to others, you know, with a good, healthy boundary, but still be kind, that means you've got enough confidence in yourself that you can still love them without expecting something in return. You just do it and give it freely. If you're not kind, you have no kindness, and you're starting to get around people that you're like, you can't stand them, and man, I'm a people person, and, and I even get that way sometimes. I need to be kind to myself <laughs> and pull back and put a boundary because the way I was brought up, I had a lot of rejection in my life, so I really want to be accepted. But that's one thing I've grown to know that that no, I don't need that. That God's kindness and acceptance of me is just exactly where. He wants me. He loves me just that much. And he loves you that much. You don't have enough kindness, maybe you've loaned yourself into the overdraft of being kind and you need to pull back. Give yourself permission to do that. And if you're getting lost with the individuals that you're hanging out with, maybe you need to drop somebody off. You don't have to be rude to them, but maybe you just have to say, look, I, I, you know, I, I want to I really be disciplined in this area. I don't want to go and participate in that or I don't want to do this. You've got that right to do that in your life. Number three, choose the destination. This is a two-part. Choose a destination and borrow a map. Are you traveling in your purpose today? What do you want your next destination to to be? Next destination to be. In my my 60s, in this part of my ministry, I'm looking at where I'm gonna find the best value for me. Am I gonna be young like Tanisha and Joel and Cindy's having babies still? No. (laughs) Sorry, Cindy, I know that. But I'm not in that stage. Do I need to be like them? Absolutely not. But does God still have a purpose for me in this stage of my life? I want to be on purpose for that. And again, if you're in your 60s, 70s, where do you see yourself in five years? What do you see yourself doing? Do you see a, enough vision for your life? Don't give up on it. If God still got you, he's still got a vision for your life. So choose that destination. Say, I want to get there. And then plan it out with purpose. Andy Stanley, another Andy Stanley quote, says, your direction, not your intention, will determine your destination. So maybe you're a young person here and say, I want to get this, and I want to get this. And I remember doing that. Cindy and I, we wanted a great marriage. When we first met, I met the girl of my dreams. Couldn't believe I was dating her. Then I married her. We intended to have a great marriage. But where we were going, <laughs> our intention was to have a really strong marriage. But where we were hanging out wasn't good for us. We were still and I like to call them, they were bars back then, and I'm not saying, oh, you never go to a bar, but we were in an environment where I'm being jealous all the time. And I remember it's like, and that lifestyle was, there was lots of fighting and, and, and tension in our marriage. And then, you know what? We got this little track in our, in our mailbox. And our intention was to be, have this great marriage. But where we were, wasn't. And I believe that was God saying, okay, here's a little bit of a roadmap for you. Here's a little bit of a map about you really want that life. Here's you have a choice. There's a fork in the road. You can go that way and I'll just say it. I, we've been married over 40 years. Clap for Cindy. Uh, but we wouldn't we wouldn't be we wouldn't be if it wasn't for following God. I just know it cuz I, I just don't think we would we would have put ourselves in places our destination would have been all over the map and not really on our purpose. And I'm just speaking for myself in that and not that you know, A failed marriage means you're done. Absolutely not. I'm not saying that either. But why do you not believe that God wants the best for you? He does. So we had intentions, but the direction we were going (laughs) wasn't where we needed to be. So what's your direction? You might need to make a no list. Look at your life now and go, okay, you know what? I got to say no to that and no to that because that is, that's a, That's a stop on my journey that I don't need to take anymore. I don't want to make that anymore. Make a no list. What areas in your life do you say no? Nope. And you can do that. Again, in my 60s now I go, I don't say yes to everything that comes my way. I don't have to because I'm going, is that going to help me make my destination? No. So say no. Simple. Borrow a map. Sometimes you need to swallow your pride. Everybody. I mean, I, I can remember the first time we had GPS... Um, it was, you had to, someone lent it to us. We were going to Disneyland or something. They lent it to us. And I even put the destination in. And I trusted this device. And we ended up in some residential area in Seattle. We're like, where are staying? we're staying here? I'm like, no, that's somebody's house. I ain't going up there. So make sure it's a trusted source. Right? Make sure you trust it. Trust that map is going to get you where you're going. Care groups are like borrowing a map. Connect groups. Because there's people that in this building that are a little bit further down the road than you are on this journey. And they've been there. And they're going to have a little bit of a way on that journey that maybe they can give you some insight how to get there. It's simple. Sounds simple. But do you look at that? Do you trust them? Or are you just going to be a, a person who does it all on your own? Again, don't travel alone. Borrow a map. You haven't had kids? I'd say talk to Tanisha. I <laughs> She's good at it. <laughs> Seriously. And Ryan, too. They got their little one. Doing great. But man, when we first brought our son home, it's like, we get to take him home by ourselves? Like, really? <laughs> Cindy knew what to do. I don't know how she did, but we did. We did okay. He's still here. <laughs> hey? So we asked. We got around people that, that in our connect groups and in our, in our places that were going the same thing. They were some a little bit further than us, and we connected with them. So care groups and connect groups, that's why we put such an emphasis on connect here. Vernon Law quote, this is a great quote. Experience is a hard teacher because she first gives a test, then the lesson after. Man, talk to somebody with experience. Talk to them. And maybe you're, you're in a place that you've got some experience in your life. And this is something I said when I, at the beginning. You're, you're amongst great people because we were no perfect people. We've all made mistakes. We've all got it. That means there's a lot of people that are probably going through, has been through an experience that you haven't yet. And when you do, do, because life happens, you're going to be able to go to somebody here and say, look at this, I'm in this place. And we do this lots in our care and counseling. We've been there. We've been with little kids. We know what it's like. We know what it does to every year of your life. The intimacy, all the things, your finances, all the challenges. That's okay. You can get through it. There's a better destination ahead of you. You've got it. Because we've got that insight. And sometimes you don't know what you know until someone asks you. So make yourself available. Seniors here, make yourself available to young people. I try and make myself available to young marrieds. And Cindy and I do all the time. Young marrieds, old marrieds. We try and make ourselves available. Because sometimes we don't know. And sometimes we'll meet with people and go, man, I didn't believe what happened there. And that's God, right? Right? We didn't, we didn't really know what was there. And, and, it, and that moment we take that chance and step out in faith and, and share what we experience, and someone goes, man, I never saw that on a map. That's so clear. Proverbs 19:20. i got to speed along here. Listen to counsel and accept discipline, that you may be wise the rest of your days. Today is the day to begin to be wise. Wisdom is applied knowledge. You know it. You, there's a lot of things you guys know, but you're not disciplined in them. You've accepted where you are, and you're saying, no, this must be my destination. No, it's not. Listen to it. That you may be wise the rest of your days. Man, I'm planning out the rest of my days. Not that I'm planning on, I bought that a Camaro. I'm like, okay, if I can get out of a Camaro at 70, I'm doing pretty good. I'm a, I got a convertible top so they can lift me out with a hoist, but I'm going to do it. Right, because I got that vision. I'm going, okay, I'm going to challenge. We got a two-story house. I, I want to keep going up and down stairs because I know I can be disciplined in that area. Number four, tip, pay attention to signs. And this is another area that we ignore in our life, and I hope you're understanding this. Proverbs 27, 12. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Man, what are some signs? Unhealthy medicating is a sign. Tell me. Yeah, we do the Fresh Start Recovery grads here. And it probably just starts with a little bit of medicating because something, some, something they got in their life or carrying or, or a situation that faced and that just took a little bit of the edge off. and It's like unhealthy medicating. It, that's a sign. Like, oh, I'm getting... This is, out of, this is out of place. And usually then you're hanging out with people that are doing that too, right? And again, I'm not saying, oh, never have a glass of wine. Never go near anybody... But watch yourself. Take ownership of your own life in those areas and go, you know what? Man, I, I got a, there's a sign there. I'm not dating your spouse. It's a sign. Our relationships are like cars. Nothing will improve with neglect. <laughs> you neglect your marriage, <laughs> and you're going to be wondering what destination you're going to be at. I tell you, in the ditch. Right? You can't neglect. So is there something in your marriage today that you're neglecting? Is there an area that you don't want to talk about? That's a sign. Because that's a warning saying, okay, there's, there's some danger here. There's something that needs to be healed. There's something that needs to get us on in the middle of this road, of this highway of life, that we have to address. That's a sign. If there's something that, that's holding you back that way. More than one person in your life noticing something's up. That's a sign. Don't just keep denying it. Saying, hey, it's evident to others. I get people sometimes They say, hey, you look tired, look at this. Oh, yeah, sure enough, yeah. I was out every night and busy here, busy there. It's like, I didn't even realize it. It's like, oh, I gotta, gotta help everybody, gotta do this. Well, that's a sign, Ralph, slow down. You're not Jesus. This is for somebody there today. If you keep ignoring the signs, you're not gonna get to your destination. Number five, and I'm gonna close on this one. Don't carry too much baggage. And this is something that's really close to my heart. Because as you get older, you realize how baggage has held you back. How you thought bringing all that stuff along didn't matter. And then all of a sudden, you're like, there it is again. I still got it with me. I thought I'd dealt with that thing. It's held you back. Sometimes we overpack on purpose. And I'll just throw Cindy under the bus on that one because... <laughs> We're going away for two days, and I'm like, 25 outfits. And then you know what happens when we get there? This is a tip for all you ladies: is there's always something she forgot that we have to go buy. It's like, oh, I didn't, oh, I forgot my sweater. And look at this one. Hey, there you go. That's free. If you get something, that could be your takeaway. Under pack, and then purchase from Pastor Cindy. But look at the baggage in your life. Too much baggage that we carry forward won't enable us to move properly. Looking back on our past, we can look to see that. And that's the one thing. We've got no reverse gear, but we've got really good rearview mirrors. It's worth exploring. I'm not offering myself for counseling this week, but there's likely something in your life, because I'm going away, that's all. We'll connect with you sometime. But there's likely something in your life that you need to deal with because it's coming back at you. Ephesians 4, 31 says, listen to this. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. Bitterness, rage, anger. I mean, it might not be coming out in anger, but just because you pull back in an area doesn't mean that you're calm and cool. No, that's, that's just passive. You're running, you're flight. There's something in your life that you might be carrying. Maybe you keep quitting a job before, before the boss is going to fire you because you're like... You're so insecure that you're you're not getting along with your workmates. And it's like, no, find out why you're so insecure about your life. You're probably a blessing in that workplace. And you're going to quit or leave before they even see the best version of you. Look at that baggage and go, I'm done carrying that. I'm unloading that baggage. And often it's got a lot to do with forgiveness, like it says in there, forgiving each other just as Christ. It's not about fairness, Because that's not fair. Whatever happened to you, whatever that baggage came from, it's not about fairness. It's about forgiveness. Because that's not fair. They owe you something. I was owed things from my childhood. Single mom. Vacation time was the toughest thing for me as a kid. See another family's pack up. I'm done with it, really. I am because I'm taking vacations. (laughs) But I knew what that did. To me, how that made me insecure and feel devalued only because of the circumstances I was in. That's not who Ralph is. Ralph's favored and blessed by God. And he's got a hope and a future for me. And he's got it for you. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Talk to somebody. Work it through. Find out what it is. It's about freedom. Today's takeaway. In our life journey, go together read a map, take directions, watch for signs, get rid of unnecessary baggage. Five parts. Is there five? Two, together, map, two, three, five. Yeah, I'm good at math, eh? (laughs) But I'm hoping that something spoke to you guys today. That you go, okay, I need some discipline in this area. I need some direction in that area. imagine what God can do for you. And if you haven't got a relationship with God, you go, I've never been to become a Christian. I don't know if I want to become a Christian. I wasn't sure that I wanted to either at the beginning. I was brought up Catholic, and that's still a Christian, but I didn't really have that that relationship with God. I wasn't really looking to Him for direction in my life. I didn't realize He wanted to have an impact. He wanted to walk with me. That He wanted to to have fellowship with me, and to hang out with me, and, and that I was good enough. Even when I was doing all kinds of crazy things, racing motorcycles, trying those cigarettes, I didn't inhale. <laughs> <laughs> right? And that was right in the middle of all that. God just goes, man, no, I want to walk with you. And he wants to walk with you. It's not about joining this church. It's, it's not about becoming a religious person or someone that you think, oh man, I can never be that. You can. You can be you and God loves you just the way you are. Look at me. <laughs> they call me a pastor. But that's not important because I was always this guy. That title goes away, I'm still Ralph, that God loves and he loves you. I want to close in prayer and then we're going to do a prayer with you guys. But I want to just close in prayer for our online audience. Sorry guys, I forgot about you. I hope you don't feel too rejected today. Let's close. God, we thank you for this this word. God, we thank you for this place, this time. And God, would you just speak to our hearts today, God, in the days ahead, that, God, that we would just align with um, all those areas of our life, Father, and that you would just give us a peace as we go forward, Lord, knowing that, that you're guiding and directing us. In Jesus' name we pray.
1: Amen. Paul says in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he rose again from the dead, You will be safe so i want to run through a prayer with you right now that does exactly that and it's not joining a church it's not joining a religion it's simply just a relationship with god so i'd encourage you guys close your eyes bow your head and repeat this prayer after me so dear jesus i confess that you are god and i believe that you rose again from the dead and i ask you now to become my lord to become my savior, to become my friend. I thank you that my past is past and that I can begin anew with you today. My heart is yours. In Jesus' name amen amen so guys if you prayed that prayer for the first time and you believe in your heart uh that jesus rose from the dead i would encourage you guys there's a link that we have posted in the comment section click on that link fill out that form we'd love to be a part of your journey and congratulations on an amazing amazing decision so if you accepted jesus into your heart today through that prayer definitely go into that link there fill out that form We just want to be a part of the journey. We want to be able to help you out in any way we can. Uh, And so that's what that link is there for. So definitely click that link.